This week I'm joined by Francois Bonnet to discuss his book After Death, alongside discussions on mortality, the hyperpresent, and communication. I'd like to say a big thank you to all my paid patrons and subscribers for making all of this work possible, and if you would like to support Omitics or become part of the community, please find links in the description below. Enjoy. Okay, so Francois Bonnet, thanks for joining us on Hermetics podcast. Thank you. Uh, we are going to be discussing your sort of short but extremely compact and precise book, After Death, which is... Now I've got to try and find a way to succinctly describe it, um, which is about notions of the present in relation to limitation, mortality, and and death. Um, you bring in, I think it really centers around this notion of the hyperpresent, which you bring in. I think that's the important thing, which sort of ties it all together. This idea that nothing's happening anymore, the complete disconnect and you know depersonalization that everyone has. Um, and that inherent idea that there's just there's no sort of substantial connection to anything from anyone. Um, so before we sort of jump in with that, um, just tell us a little bit about yourself and and how this how this book came about, and whether or not I've sort of correctly described it. Yeah, um, for the description, it's um, I think there's different uh, different way of entering the you know the to enter the book and. Uh, of course, the way you describe is one major way of uh, entering the book. Another way is to start from this um, distinction I tried to do between the uh, finite being and projected being, but it's uh, it's something it's it's another it's it's totally linked together. But it's another, another way to 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 up, to enter the the book. Well, uh, who am I? Um, I'm a musician. I mean that my my main uh, occupation is to be the director of INAGRM, which is a musical research center based in Paris, France, which is um, the birthplace, if we say, if we can say that, of music concrete. Um, it's, it's been founded in 1958, so it's the old institution. And basically, my work is always um, switching between um, music, practice, heart, and theory. And uh, and my philosophical uh, journey uh, uh, started as a writer uh, around this idea of um, theory around sounds. Uh, my first book, which was my PhD thesis, uh, uh, is called um, The Order of Sounds. It's been uh, translated and published as well on Urbanomic. And this is a starting point of my uh, yeah, theoretical journey. And, and very shortly, all we get from this um, theory about sounds and uh, heart and to this after death, it's a very um, continuous lineage for me. I, I wrote this um, book, The Order of Sounds, in uh, 2010, I think. Uh, been published in 12 and translated later. And um, it's already about this uh, intrication of language, uh, concept, abstractions, and the, the impossibility of feeling, of listening properly, in a way, roughly. Then in between, there's a book called The Infra World, 
which is very linked to that as well, this uh, idea of uh, um, sensations and feelings that can't be uh, grasped or um, uh, objectivized through language. And uh, it's a short book, kind of drifting around this this uh, twilight world between the, the clear sensation and the sensation that remains uh, hidden in a way. And all this um, all this reflection uh, basically revolves around or revolves around the same questioning about. Uh, how do we feel? How do we experience life? Uh, how language uh, at the same time support this uh, experience of being alive and uh, help sharing and at the same time create, create boundaries or impeach us to, to have a direct feelings through things? Roughly, very roughly said. And, um, and, um, and after this was colliding with another... Um, aspect of um, the experience of, of, of possible death and, um, and the possibility for us of uh, uh, feeling things in a, in a duration in this age where duration is abolished in a way. Maybe I'm, I'm not, I don't know if I'm, if I'm clear enough. Mm-hmm. You tell me. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, there is a clear link there between the idea of sound and duration. Do you think then that this idea that we're not listening correctly is inherently linked to this idea that we don't have the duration to do so? No, actually, I think I, um, something I'd like to add for the for people who listen to what we're to, to talk is... Um, um, yeah, it's hard. It's, it's not so easy for me to to put the right words all the time in English. So I don't, I, I don't, um, I must amend sometimes. So I don't think it's, it's, there's a correct way of listening and an incorrect way of listening. In my first book, there were like uh, basically different strategies that sh- to show how uh, listening is under influence of preconceptualized ideas or even power of speech or different stakes as authority power. And um, but then to, to to come back to your observation, uh, I could say maybe that I'm 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 interested in sound and music maybe because they are deal with duration and maybe because they require um, an experience in time. Probably that's uh, that's something uh, that can link this um, uh, reflection together that tied this reflection together. I'm uh, always seeking for. Um, 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 experiencing things and I think duration helps and the heart of sound uh, and music are a very privileged uh, dimension if I can say to, to experience that okay okay I'm sure sound will probably come back in later on when we get into the, the sort of the content of after death um, but before we jump too far forward I do have to ask you the hermetics question uh, you can place three thinkers living or dead into a room and listening on the conversation, uh, who do you pick? Yeah, um, so I, I, I tried to think about that, uh, tried to to fictionalize that and fantasize that, and and I came short with any uh, any idea, any envy, any, any desire. And I was, why, why did you, 
what, what, what is it so difficult? Because it's a, it's a funny question. It could be like a, a nice uh, uh, virtual experience. And um, and what I came up with is I, 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 I would probably be disappointed by this, <laughs> these meetings. And I'm, I really, I really, my relationship to, to theory is really um, channeled through books. And because I think it's, it's at, at, at the moment the, the, the philosopher, theorician, novelist writes it down. It's really, where is it now? I, I was thinking about this question um, uh, and um, and it reminded me, the, um, I don't know if you read the Nietzsche's later in Italy, just kind of in Torino, just before his collapse. And of course, Nietzsche's collapse in Torino is, is uh, something significant and massive in contemporary philosophy in a way it's it's a, it's a stone but if you if you if you read the, the letters he wrote to friends is just talking about um the food he has uh if else and um, how happy he is because a waiter recognized him and very tribal <laughs> things and, which makes me very human in a way but uh so yeah I, I, i'm sorry i don't have any real good answer for that i didn't find any anyway sorry <laughs> that's fine that's fine that's completely okay it's the first person to to not put anyone in the room which it makes sense like my my picks when i think about this question which i do quite a lot is always people who i we understand as good conversationalists for the same reason as you is i wouldn't want to put someone huge in there and they just sort of like in real life they're not as articulate as their books so you just come away thinking you'd be disappointed. So I think that's a good answer. You know, don't read, I mean, you know, read Shakespeare. Don't talk to him. He probably wouldn't be that interesting in real life. No. And it's, uh, it's the same with uh, what we're doing now. I think if, if people got, got interest with what we, with our exchange is, it's good, but, uh, um, you know, when you write a book, you're, you're super sharp on your topic. You're really, uh, fed with it, and after you move on, and after, and uh, sometimes uh, the, the time is published and then translated, and then you have to talk about it. It's uh, it's two years, <laughs> and it's pretty, it's it's uh, it's a good exercise because you see how it resonates with you with your uh, with what you've done and where you are now. But at the same time, you're you're a bit more brittle with with. Uh, the content, you know what? Okay, okay. So unfortunately, we do need to dive into the book. Um, now we have like an empty room, which maybe, you know, maybe that will come back in some way, this idea of... So you're sort of firmly in the in the camp of like, leave, almost like leave a text be. Like a text is its own thing and shouldn't really be tampered with in this way. I think it, it really depends on uh, how people work. To me, it's... Um... It's I I, I I like book as books because they remain. Um, you can't you can't you can't undo them, and um, and people can really um, make them their own. And uh, sometimes I have very interesting um, reaction by some people who read it, and I think I didn't think about, and I, I wouldn't agree. But I like the idea that uh, you you make it your own. If if it's um, if it's genuine, 
of course, yeah, I'm, I'm not okay if people fabricate things by just editing things and make and make me like a parrot saying things I don't want to say. But if people in their own path, in their own research, in their own journey, find things I might disagree, but are still something fertile, I think it's okay. And um, yeah. Okay. Okay. So how is this a huge question for your book? What, you know, what, what's happened to the present? What is the present that we're within? What's happened to it in the sense that it's changed? What did it used to be? And what is it we are within now? Yeah. Um, what I, what I, my observation is nothing new. Uh, uh, maybe my, maybe the articulation and the explanation I offer a bit more singular, but the observation is pretty common. It's, um, with the multiplication of uh, communication exchanges and the uh, acceleration of um, of the data exchanges and the facility of communication, the um, duration of um, items, I don't know what, what to say, of uh, the, the possibility of events to unfold gets shorter and shorter. And uh, we are more and more solicited in a more fragmented way, and we have to we have to answer and acknowledge things uh, faster and faster. And um, and yeah, that's 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 where it is. But um, my singular view on that is that it's not the acceleration for the sake of it. It's not like a hyper modernity. It's not. Um, it's not uh, acceleration in the cinetic way. On the contrary, it's uh, uh, to me it's acceleration in order to to achieve a static state, which would be the hyper present, which is always present, which abolished in a way the possibility of unfolding in the past and the future. And very roughly, again, for people who listen to it, it's more it's more it's more articulated in the book. But basically, why is that? My guess is that like. Um, Disconnection with uh, being alive as a human being with a lifespan which is determined, and uh, being in the world as a communicational beast, dreaming of eternity, and the fantasy of being eternal and being always there is very seductive, of course, because nobody wants to. Lots of most of people don't don't want to die, anyway, or afraid to die, or and and then it's. Um, being hypnotized in an everlasting present, it's a very um, efficient way of not dealing with this uh, fear of death. And and uh, what I say in the book, why it's called after death, it's because it's not death as it is. It's even more the fin- finite, uh, finite being, being limited, limited in time and in, uh, in space. And... Um, so that's that's how I see the present now. Um, a fiction uh, designed to put people in stasis. So that's how you define the hyperpresent as this almost like a a bee has to flap its wings super super fast to stay still. Yeah, we can get this metaphor of sound again. When you when you what's the frequency? The frequency it's um, 
the number of uh, uh, the number of uh, variation around a, a, a static point, which is oscillation, the number of oscillation in a second. If you if it's slow, you can hear it. If it gets faster and faster, you don't have this rhythmic aspect anymore. It becomes a sine wave. And because because it's so close, right? It's like cinema. The cinema it's 24 images per second, 24 fixed. But because of Retinian inertia, you see a moving thing, you see a continuity because it's too fast. And that's the idea of um, being kind of saturated with events in order to to achieve a stasis in a way. To stay with that cinema metaphor, if we were able to sort of stay on one frame and view it, do you think do you think we'd learn anything from that, or do you think we just feel like we were completely behind? I beg your pardon. I didn't get. If we could, with that cinema metaphor, with the frames, twenty four frames, <laughs> if we could stay on one frame. And you know, take our time with it, understand it. Do you think we'd learn anything from that, or do you think we'd just feel like we were behind? Yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe it's uh, the weakness of the metaphor. Maybe <laughs> at one point, but I definitely. Uh, what can I answer? I definitely think that we we don't have enough time for things to unfold right now. And, or maybe not right now, because it's another thing, but let's say last year, we didn't really have time to, to have things unfold. And uh, maybe maybe it's changing now a bit. Okay. So, so that will, and that will never catch up to us. You know, all that stuff that doesn't have the time to unfold, but is still there. Still that we understand that there's something that we've missed or there's something that we haven't had the time maybe to we- grasp. Maybe we maybe we did. Maybe it goes in this limbo of uh, what I've called the infra world, uh, the things that you you don't really acknowledge, and um, but are still have an effect on you. Um, but still, the, um, what we lose is a possibility of really investigating in in that in a conscious way. So uh, I mean, it's not like all black or white, but basically. Um, I think we, I definitely have less time to to investigate a book than I used to, um, uh, because I think it's 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 really like a, a key moment in the book. I say we we don't we don't really use the word internet anymore, and we don't say oh I'm good I'm gonna I'm I'm, I'm connecting to the internet. There's something we say in France. I don't know if we if you say it in English, but to say oh je vais me connecter à internet. I'm going to connect to internet. Never said that anymore. But 15 years ago, you we were saying that because it was something active. You were connecting to a shitty modem and, uh, and you, were on, on, you were on the internet. No people, don't. I, I think kids never said that. They always connected, you know? Mm-hmm. So there have been like a difference between uh, an active way to, to travel to a cyberspace and now being always uh, in the in these two worlds of this world of um, of uh, contingencies and um, biorhythm with um, uh, this parallel world of cyberspace, and sometimes it's uh, it's colli- it's colliding. I give an example in the in the book about uh, an example. I think it's very striking about um, 
young, not so young, but Taiwan, Taiwanese guy who just died. It's, it's something that happens regularly. People who died in cyber cafe, um, just being absorbed by uh, the network, video games or whatever, and don't moving from the chair for 30 hours. And if you don't move from your chain for 30 hours, your blood, your blood flow doesn't work. So blood is, uh, you're getting stones in your blood and stuff and you die. And it's, uh, I think it's striking to see how you, all these tools, because it's tools are so powerful that it makes you forget yourself. Like in the real biological uh, reality, you forget yourself, you forget to sleep, you forget to eat, you forget to drink, you forget to move, and you die. And it's, um, and it's, 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 of course, it's, um, it's uh, uh, most uh, significant, or most um, spectacular way. If you, if, but I think uh, on every, for everyone on a small doses, we kind of, this is kind of the same reality is operating. So do you think there's, um, you know, whether we're in a network which is almost too communicative, like we shouldn't have this much communication constantly. I think it's 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 again it's it's um, technology is is not evil or of or right per se. I think it's more about the narrative and the and the, um, yeah the ideology that's been. Um, but it's it's really fascinating and very complex question. Why, where where this is journey to 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 escape death started, and uh, religion are maybe just designed for that first. Just say, oh, there's a beyond. Don't worry, it's gonna be okay after the beyond of the code. Everything is in order. Don't worry. Live your life. It's gonna be better later. So it, it's. It's it's from from the ages that you 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 want to 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 conjure the your finite being and uh, I think maybe we just have a too uh, a too powerful tool with um, um, too little strength inside strength to deal with it properly. Uh, so I don't I don't I don't think that I don't think that like an evil force. With a master plan, I don't think that the technology is per se evil. I think we just are uh, children with this uh, technology, uh, and children afraid of the dark. And if if, if 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 exactly like if we were children afraid of the dark, and with a super efficient lighting system, and we are using all the time, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, uh, so maybe we should learn to to dim a bit, <laughs> but it's. Uh, and maybe, and maybe I don't know. I don't know because it's, it's something. Uh, maybe we, we we should talk later. But maybe uh, uh, pandemic we are experienced now. I, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't. I'm not prophesizing anything. But maybe uh, pandemic uh, showed us that reality is real and that um, things require times, and sometimes system is stuck. And. Um, I don't know what's going to come out of. Probably we'll just forget as soon as we got it, and we say it's done. Let's let's forget it. Probably what what's going to happen. But now in this in this uh, very moment of experience, we uh, I, when people ask me, I always make this um, this example because I lived it, and it's not something very uh, 
uh, incredible. Lots of millions of people lived it. But when uh, for, for the first lockdown, I was lucky enough to be on an island. And in France, we have this one kilometer um, uh, um, zone we could move on. And it was springtime on this island. I know very well, but I never, I never spent two months and a half doing the same road all the time and just looking at the plant grow and the lights change. I don't think there's a truth there that, oh, the, the, the genuine relationship to the soil and the ground. I, I don't fantasize that, but it was another experience I never done. Being able to, to really see day by day the change of things and, and it gave me a, kind of a profound knowledge of things. I've discovered plants I never I didn't know they exist. Uh, understood a bit better the relationship with tides and and um, clouds. I'm not an expert, but it gave me something. And uh, and I know that uh, the the way we deal with time, especially uh, now we're traveling a lot, we wouldn't allow me that. And I don't think if we, I, I don't I don't say we should do that all the time, but the striking thing is like the simpler things you didn't experience, and I'm forty. That's a, that's just something that struck me in a way. So, are you, do you mind if I ask? Are you religious? No, not at all. Nothing. No, uh, uh, no. I've, I even didn't get a religious education. Okay. So do you? Uh, not neither uh, was I in a family against religion. Mm-hmm. I was really this classical uh, end of uh, Catholicism, uh, uh, grasp on people, and uh, people just didn't care. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you, you know, you were talking about us, like if we had a mass system of lighting, we were afraid of the dark, we'd constantly be trying to make sure it's still on, so we're always in the light. And this seems to be the internet, do you, you know, not to be too cliche, but uh, do you think that we don't, we, us being disconnected would be like another death of God for us because we're no longer seen. If we're not online, we don't exist because we're not seen anymore. I'm not sure I get your, 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 your question, your, your, I don't, I'm not sure I understand what you, what you mean. So... We're constantly online. We're always online. We no longer like even decide that. We're just a priori. We're online. We're connected. Do you think that the notion of being disconnected from like the global network is to us, you know, sort of a death of a religion? We're no longer seen by this greater thing. I wouldn't go that far, and uh, and it might change for the new generation. who always been like, always been living like that. Maybe it would be a big big shock being disconnected. Uh, I don't. I, um, I don't know. Um, I still have the hope that we can adapt, and I think we can. We could adapt uh, quite uh, quite easily to everything. It's more that, and I don't. Um, I don't. Um, again, I don't think this global communication is evil. It can be. It can. Be, it can convey great things and shared experience and 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 can. Um, provide great things. I just think it's, a, it's something is unbalanced now and this unbalanced uh, state can um, produce toxicity and can, and, and can, and can remove um, an aspect of being alive. 
I'm as again when I get this example of being uh, able to to observe the um, change of nature in, in the island. I don't really, I don't romanticize that. I think, oh, it's th- that's a way of of being alive. That's a really genuine way. It's just that it's something else. Your 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 body adapts. The rhythm is different. You experience things, and the thing basically, if, if I want to to to. Uh, promote something is the diversity of experience as a, as a human being, and the, the only the, um, the problematic I see in being over over solicited by uh, um, by this network is that we we tend to, to to shut down one dimension of being alive. Okay, okay. So from you know from this dimension from this present that we're within i mean you actually seem quite hopeful in person which your book your book didn't come across as too hopeful maybe i've got the wrong maybe i read it sort of incorrectly there do you think there's a possibility of us like retrieving a future or even have it or even you know on the inverse of that you know retrieving as well a connection to the past do you think these things can become their own thing which you can actually grasp towards or you know is that possibility um as I said, with the pandemic, we saw that things are fragile and and um, and things can and things can be shut down. I don't honestly, but I, I again, I have no idea. I, I I'm terrible I, at um, uh, grasping the possibilities, as like, more like in, in, a, in a geopolitical way. I think it's. It's it's possible, and in, in a way, in philosophical way, I think it will happen, because uh, mankind is. I don't see mankind evolves without crisis, mm-hmm. if not even on long term. And crisis will be uh, will will reshuffle things. Uh, so it's it's um, and it's not lost completely. It's um, it's there. It's just that. Um, we tend to forget more and more, but I, I think it's there's like um, there might be tipping point. Uh, that's um, maybe that's that's uh, my uh, hopeful uh, aspect. But for example, very silly example. But yesterday we saw what happened in U.S. and Congress, and and um, and for the f- for four years of Trump, you would say, like, oh, there's there's no limits. It's always go and there's no bottom, and it's always gone and gone and uh, and and now and now that and now you might a slight things of okay that it, it, rock bottom that's that's you can't go lower and and now it's shifting and the hopeful thing is okay it's going to be a lesson for democracy. It's like okay you you. You you can't go further because then you can see how quickly it can really really go get bad, and it it was closed. And so, okay, to make it short, maybe based on uh, trial and errors, maybe at one point um, there would be a, a readjustment of what we can do and uh, how we use the tools. Um, this metaphor of children, maybe, yeah, maybe we need time to learn how to use them properly and not being overwhelmed by them. But it's uh, at the same time, 
That's what I brought as well in the book. Um, it's shaping people. And uh, a younger generation maybe doesn't know how to live without and doesn't see the point living without. Or it's not even without, it's just doesn't see the point not being synced all the time. And um, I don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> hmm. So do you think the this, this hyper-present that you write about has brought with it a new relationship that we have with death or do you think that's the relationship we've always had with death in a new form you know we, we don't really want to know about death it's a bit of both why it's a silly answer but why why a bit of both um i don't think we always had the same relationship to death maybe we have the same narratives to conjure the idea of death but at the same time people were dying much younger death was much more visible was a common thing now uh, it's almost invisible. I'm nothing new. When I'm, I'm, I'm not. Um, <laughs> it's something obvious. Everybody can experience that. Um, uh, old people don't live in the same uh, houses than uh, family, as it was the case a hundred years ago. Um, uh, you don't really see dead people. You see processed dead people or very glimpse of dead people when before being put in a coffin. Um, of course, I mean, in a, in our uh, Western world, of course, it's not the same in everywhere. There's war, where it's like uh, poverty and starvation. Of course, people still experience it. So it's not... Um, but in our um, post-industrial um, over-communicational world... Um, uh, the experience of being um, not only death, but uh, not only de death, but um, illness, um, weaknesses, or all this kind of thing have to be processed in order to be uh, acceptable, made made acceptable in a way. But being processed means being a bit uh, in an abstract world of uh, representation, not so much a, 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 a world of direct direct encounters. I don't know. So you think you think perhaps for the modern world, death is sort of seen as um, something that shouldn't be. Sort of, it has to be dressed up. It's almost always a mistake. I wouldn't put it like, like that because I don't think that like even a, a, a moral, a like a moral uh, view on that. Like, oh, it's wrong. It should. It's 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 even. Um, Non -pro it's even non-acknowledged. It's really something that people refuse to refuse to think about. And I think this idea of being saturated is a relief because you don't have time to think about that. And um, and of course, it happens in the lifespan of everyone because you get sick, you get uh, real sick, and you, and you and you die. So at one point, you do. The thing is, this is unbalanced between the finite being which always comes back to you because you're a finite being and the projected being and i think the narrative of society is only is mostly constructed now towards um this eternal state and uh, which is convenient for so many ways as well but um and um and yeah um you can really see that with um, the politics of dealing with the pandemic. Right? The number one goal is really, 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 really to 
to save uh, everyone. And and it's it's uh, I I've, I I don't have a, a real defined opinion with that, but uh, you save people. Lots of people actually. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 very tricky. But the the unanimity of the, the first word is is like saving everyone is is, is to me is significant of how uh, um, unacceptable death is really, and it raises a lot of questions. Uh, it's it's a tricky and touchy subject. So I don't know. Okay. But yeah, it's. Uh, Okay. There's a, there's moving on from death then. There's there's sort of one other big theme theme in after death which I sort of really enjoyed, and that other people who've read the book um, that I chat to about it also enjoyed, which is this. You know, I mentioned it at the beginning this passing feeling that you have. Obviously, we've spoken about this disconnect, this this inability to sort of grasp whatever's going on because it's moving so fast. So really, the overarching question here is, you know, we understand that there's this possibility of like a deeper, we could have a deeper feeling towards the things we interact with. It's there. The possibility of it is there, but we don't. So why, why is it? Do you think that we no longer really feel in any deep way? We don't, we, we, we just don't feel anything anymore. It just, we sort of kept in this neutral zone. that just keeps flying past. Perhaps you've already touched on this. Perhaps it is, you know, it's all tied in together. It, it, it is that, um, to me, it's uh, it's in the book. It's uh, I'm doing this articulation with forgetting and, and, and amnesia and anesthesia, and I think they really work together. And uh, it's an habit we we tend to get to to put more and more. Okay, let's let's have another another stupid um, images metaphor, uh, an example. Let's 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 go on like where. Um, You've got this cliche of teenagers that bored of everything. They don't give a damn of everything. I'm, 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 I'm not a parent, but you, you get this cliche of you know, trying to, to bring your teenagers to the seashore and say, oh, look, it's beautiful. Say, yeah, I don't care. You drink, trying to make them do things and they don't really give a damn. And, and you, you're like, you don't understand why. <laughs> I think to me, teenagers are, I just, phase of the life where the most important thing is constructing themselves as a person and being acknowledged as a person through communication and exchanges. And that's, that's, that's what's at stakes when they're teenager, that's the building them as adult. Uh, love at first starts, this is starting to build their own uh, social environment and building the, them as a person. And that's, really what it's about. So going to see something they don't really care. It's, not, it's lost time because they're they are under construction and it's uh, imperious needs to be uh, doing that. I think maybe, again, bad example, but society has been a teenage society now and um, where everybody is... Um, always uh, trying to construct an individuality and, 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 um, and, and a person. 
um, in an everlasting present and um, without really acknowledging the, the surrounding worlds. Um, again, uh, yesterday we saw like people invade the capital and of course people talk about insurrection and everything and it's, it's a, it's, it was very significant because it never happened. But then what we, what we got inside, like people with a, a, a hat, without shirts, just sitting, pe people taking selfies, they had, they had no clue. And it was just like this kind of childish thing that I don't agree with that. And because I don't agree with that, my freedom is at stake. And my... So they're kind of building a weird hybrid narrative where they all, all the narrative which tied together a society about big ideas are just used as simple egocistic ego, ego tool to express yourself and, and, and exist. And that's, uh, in a way, uh, a regression, you know, I think that people are childish um, because they don't are really like, um, it's not true that, I, I mean, that I, I didn't see people with like a real, um, constructed political agenda going to that it was just like sorry but morons just hanging around which is which which is it's it's not to 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 say it's okay or it's uh, or it's 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 very serious and they are and and it was something very serious but it's they were not at the height of the seriousness of the of the, of the heavens they were just, and, and, and because I think this motivation is really like this distortion of this um, experience of being alive as an individual and the experience of being projected in a world of science. And because of this distortion, you've got like just people because they can't, they can't, they can't really uh, um, accept or deal with the, the narrative or the absence of narrative of being alive just twist it in, 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 and project everything in the world of, of science and, uh, and, um, and the big important idea of, for example, of freedom, which is something shared by um, a lot of people. Every, most of people want to be free and, free and, and wants to be, and, and, and freedom means that you have to put, um, um, you may put things together or find strategies to allow that. And it's freedom is always um, a space between others become just a, a claim for, for oneself um, as, a, yeah, as a motto, as, as a flag, and doesn't mean anything else that oh, I want to do whatever I want uh, uh, and, uh, and in a very childish way. So I don't know. Maybe I'm drifting. I'm drifting out. But um, where were we? Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, you know the idea of uh, why we don't feel anything. You know. Yeah. Think, sorry. So yeah. No, uh, I think I think you have answered that question with, um, you know, this idea of a teenage yeah, mindset is that you're just focused on building yourself up as opposed to like stopping and actually having a feeling. Or... And, and being and being fascinating and fascinated and entangled in the, in the communication and networks all the time, mm -hmm. really like like uh, really being like a social animal. That and um, yeah. Okay, so our sort of existence as a teenage society sort of depends on this connection, this constant communication. We have to be in communication. Yeah. 
and uh, we crave for communication, we crave for exchanges, and um, but it's always like, and I, as I put in the book, it's not about like, ex- I think it's not about exchanging information. Uh, it's more like communication. The way we we the way it's it's done mostly. It's not, of course, we we uh, we we give ear in the in this exchange big. Uh, Big big trays. Something is things are much more subtle, but let's let's. <laughs> the rough idea is um, that you the communicational network is not is designed to share information, but now the informations most and most of the time are just um, uh, uh, synchronization points. Uh, when you when you put a like on something or heart on something, you don't really say like or I love what you've done. It's like yeah, I'm here. Hmm. I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm around. I'm I'm part, I'm part of the team. I'm in the crew. And know, and, and and it's um, and you don't really. I mean, there's lots of interesting things. You've got like lots of interesting posts, but uh, but it's this this famous example of people just uh, start to post and then put this um, uh, Latin word you use as a, um, to fill the text when you're ma- making uh, mm-hmm. mockups of websites, and basically they just fill it with with non- with nothing, and at the, and at the end say, but I'm sure you didn't read it until the end, but it's still you still liked it, and you've got like lots of people who like post. And they just read ten lines. I've been studies about that because it's what's 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 matter is not being um, um, penetrated by a text or being uh, changed by a speech or by an idea about someone. Just being there and, sh- and acknowledging that and moving moving uh, moving somewhere else. And I'm, I'm here as well. I think it's this kind of if you want to go, to go on a more uh, philosophical ground. I think we still have to. Um, and it was actually it was a review on my book. It's something I I didn't really acknowledge in the book, but sometimes some, someone gave this look on that. I think it's interesting. It's this kind of schizophrenic approach, and it really it really um, uh, of course resonates with uh, uh, Antiochus by Deleuze and Guattari, and especially reminded me the the, the, the study they did on Nijinsky. The dancer when Nijinsky schizophrenic Nijinsky say I'm a I'm a Chinese I'm an African there's this wheel of being a global the global man a global woman and being everywhere all the time and then it's 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 plugging back to this idea of not uh, accepting being finite wanting to be infinite being eternal being and it's it's something that it's not new. This is this is really, I think, um, um, the imperial uh, strategy that's been like kind of reduced to each individual into micro empires. And um, yeah, sorry, I'm getting lost as well again. Uh, but um, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> that's okay. I think the you know I think the idea with respect to feeling things came across. So that's okay. Um, is there anything you'd like to add about the book that you feel like we haven't touched on or would you just say to people, go read the book? No, I, th- I, th- I think it's really, um, 
book, book is really about this articulation of being finite, being projected, putting the death or the finite far away and, uh, and taking, taking um, advantage of the oral communicational technology to, to do that in a way. If you want to sum it up, if, um, uh, if people didn't find <laughs> our exchange clear enough. And um, yeah, that's it. Okay. Um, is there anywhere we can find your work? Or, but I'm assuming you sort of usually write in French. So for those who listening who read French, maybe. Balance? What, uh... um, where, whereabouts can we find your find your work? Do you have a blog or anything along these lines? Or no, um, no. I just uh, I, I just my, I, the the website of my um, musical project. But actually, I put everything on. Uh, it's called castleyega.com. When you can just find references and links. That's it. Um, but books are, I mean, Urbanomic is distributed by MIT Press, so it's, it's very easy to find, uh, the French books as well. It's, um, it's not so difficult to, to get to me. Okay. Um, Francois, that seems like a good place to, to finish up unless there's anything you'd like to sort of add in. No, thank you. Okay. Thanks very much. Thank you for your time.